there and welcome to Healing Her Story. I'm very happy to be spending this time with you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm Michelle Robertson and I'm your host. Today we're talking about how child abuse affects your work and career. Well, yes, this may seem obvious, but perhaps not. Stay with me, I want to tell you a story. It's a story that began just after lockdown. Well, truthfully, it began years ago, but it was only articulated in June of 2020. In the March, the world outside came to an eerie standstill, and the online spaces became very busy. The work-from-home mandate didn't affect me much. I've worked online for many years, and I'm not location-specific. However, it affected some of the women in my writing circles and support groups dramatically. Those who worked for bosses were suddenly setting up at their kitchen tables and juggling homeschooling with work and family life. Those who ran their own businesses from home were suddenly overwhelmed by the demands of teaching children and having their workspace invaded by their spouses, who are now also working from home. And others were overwhelmed with financial concerns as they try to make ends meet with furlough payments because one or more of the household's workplaces had closed down. I was running writing circles and doing one-to-one work around trauma responses, anxiety and overwhelm. But a common thread was emerging. As these women spoke about their struggles and the collective trauma that the world was experiencing, more and more of these women were talking to me about their businesses and their struggles around maintaining boundaries, staying positive and motivated, remaining consistent, financial fitness, the list goes on. As we dug deeper, it became potently clear to me that these issues ran deep, and that they were not so much new with this new situation, but were just highlighted by the circumstances we found ourselves in during lockdown. Now we know that trauma affects us on an identity level and as such affects everything in our lives from our self-image to our relationships to our work. But did you know that this is carried into our work life from the very beginning? Way back from when we're in school. The foundations of our lives are built on top of trauma, and therefore, so are our work lives. I read a line in a book or an article once that went something like this. The brain you take to work is the same one you have at home. The abuse we suffer in childhood leads to a core belief that we are not good enough. Most often, we blame ourselves for the abuse that somehow we were at fault. So we work from a baseline of not good enough, a baseline that is very deeply ingrained. Even when this perception of self is subconscious or semi-conscious, it can be difficult, extremely difficult, to reverse later in life. I went through my entire school career believing that I was stupid, that I was far less intelligent than the rest of the class. 
I went to great lengths to hide this from my teachers and from my peers. I never answered questions in class for fear of being found out. In my early childhood, while the abuse was happening, I was a loner at school. I didn't have many friends. I kept to myself and somehow muddled through. I was off sick a lot. I only realised the sick part after I came across my report cards from primary school. In high school, I finally made friends and came out of my shell a little bit. But I felt on the outskirts. The group of friends I had were really smart, and I felt that I would be exposed at any time. It was crippling in so many ways, and I carried this through into adulthood. I dropped out of university after completing one year. The pressure of feeling that I was less than, that I was a fraud, was just too overwhelming. It was easier for me when people saw me as flighty, or more kindly, adventurous, when I got a job, saved up, and went travelling through Europe on my own. Now I know a good number of the women I've worked with who have experienced abuse in childhood became the smart kids. They wrapped their identity in their academic ability, striving harder, doing better than anyone else. But every single one of these women admitted to feeling like an imposter. Academic smarts was about control. We bring these learned coping mechanisms or trays or trauma responses or whatever you want to call them into our work and our careers. Some of us flit from job to job. Some of us stay behind the same desk for years. Some of us forge a successful career path using that need for control and seemingly flourishing. Some of us take the entrepreneurial route, either floundering or flying. But every single one of these options is built upon the foundations of self that were built around abuse. The challenges that everyone else faces in work and career are exacerbated. We suffer from procrastination, imposter syndrome, lack of boundaries, fear of rejection, all these things that people put down to mindset, but are so much more than that if you've experienced abuse in childhood. It is so much more difficult for us to believe that we are capable because we believe that we are fundamentally flawed, undeserving. Whether we are successful in our work and career or not, we use all the unhealthy coping mechanisms that allowed us to survive the abuse in the workplace. When we begin to heal and deal with our childhood trauma, it's easy to forget that it will impact our workplace too. Therapists talk a lot about the relational fallout when we begin our healing journey, but I've never heard one speak about the fallout in our work life. So I just wanted to bring that out into the light today and I'd be very interested to hear how this has affected you. You can either comment or you can message me. I will be doing a little bit more on this in season two when I will be doing a series of interviews with different women 
on some of the different topics that I'm covering in this season. So thanks for listening. And just a reminder, do comment and let me know whether you relate to this and whether either the abuse or the healing or the combination of both have impacted you in your career and your work. I've called this podcast Healing Her Story, a play on the word history, because we need to heal from our past. We need to heal from the collective past of all women. We need to stand together and lift one another up. We need to learn that while we may be shaped by our experiences, we needn't be defined by them. We're in the middle of our lives and we hold the pen. I do hope you'll join me as I navigate my way forward. I don't have all the answers. I don't think anyone does. But I do know that if we work on healing ourselves and we raise our voices, we can heal the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it. Thanks for listening.